Welcome out there to another awesome episode of The Album Argument, a podcast where one of us gives the other one a record. We pick the best and worst songs from it. I'm Ryan. I'm Jeremy. Thank you for joining us on this classy episode. Yes. Do you want to give your trumpet sound that you were just doing before? Yes. That's that's Ryan's trumpet. So Ryan is, uh, this was my album that I gave to Ryan. Yeah, right? in celebration of this album. So as you can tell, we're very well rested from our two-week break, right? A little too rested. Yeah, a little too rested. So hopefully you enjoyed that 4th of July week and everything and do traveling you, and all of that. Do you like fireworks? I, I Yeah, um, I don't dislike them and I could do without them, but yeah, I'm... I'm in the middle. Sure. I hate fireworks. You hate fireworks. I do. I I am, you know, say how un-American I am for that. I'm I'm very patriotic and very American. Uh I hate fireworks. They scare the life out of me. Yeah, me too. <laughs> they really do. I I jump and quiver and like I have issues, yeah. So, I admit our uh my wife's family in uh, North Carolina, they do a, a display, let's say, and oh, so Oh, that's nice. It's a little scary. I'm always the one in the back. I admit I'm the scared yeah. scaredy cat then I'm, I'm just i'm thinking you know you see too many stories of that one falls over yep. and goes the wrong way and yep. things like that so i'm great with watching them on tv yeah that's fine and i can put them on mute then too <laughs> but the kids love them kids love them so and, that's uh, why we keep doing them but you know who doesn't love them dogs dogs yeah my dog hates fireworks don't they have like the protective thing? Did that does that work? No, or? I don't know, man. What I, what we know. used to do whenever we would go out because I would still go with my my wife and kids to like fireworks shows, even though I couldn't stand them. Um, it is uh, we would put the home shopping network on and we would turn it all the way up. Oh, so that there was always a constant noise yeah. or something, and and that seemed to help. That actually did seem to help them. Nice. So. You could have also put on like uh, Thriller. Why would I want to subject them to such? <laughs> well, I'm just really? I'm just going into it because you you always say that's kind of more like noise. Get yeah, it? Like noise. I'm helping you. I oh. like Thriller. Just if you missed that episode, or yeah, or you could put on whatever other album that we didn't like. Anything with trumpet in it. With the trumpet, yes. So getting to this week's album. So this was a different album that I've been kind of contemplating. And so nice. this uh, Kind of Blue by Miles Davis. Kind is, of Blue. It's kind of blue. It's not green. It's not red. green. It's just kind of blue. But it's blue and green? It's blue and green. Blue in green. Yes. As I was joking before, you were doing like your rendition was like green yes. and blue. Or green, red and blue. Green your and trumpet. Blue. But anyways... Uh, released back in 1959, August of 1959. I also want to put out there that um, Miles Davis released like four records that year, 1959. There was multiple years. He released over like 60 albums. Yeah. So there's tons of music out there. I mean, in, in like multiple albums in a year. You know, you talked about two episodes ago with the Beatles. We talked about uh, bands pumping out stuff. Like he pumped out stuff. Now, take it with a grain of salt. Uh, nothing against jazz artists, but jazz in the studio is a basically a live performance, a really well-recorded live performance. Yeah, that's 100% correct. It's a very well-recorded live performance, so, essentially. So if anything, it's a it's an album that can be recorded in a day or two True. days. You know, True, yeah. Considering like something else that might take months or now could take years. Yeah. Because you lose your hard drive, or this happens, or that happens. Yeah. Or, you know, you're writing and you're producing. There's not much production here other than set up the mics, record it, 
take multiple takes and then decide yeah. that's the take, that's the take, that's the take, that's the take, and you get an album. But then you also, you know, not to discredit what you're saying, but you also have to look at the instruments uh, there or the instrumentalists here who 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 know their craft and know it so well that they can play some of these these pieces that are like ten minutes long. Yeah. Without any issues or hiccups and they have that time to rehearse and, you know, it's just really, it, it's impressive. It's impressive in the sense of, to me, it's like, yes, you can record an album like this in one day, maybe two days. But at the same time, all the work that goes into leading up to it is still very impressive to me. So. Oh, yeah. They're still writing the lead lines, you know, the yeah. main parts. So it's it's very jazz. So, again, this is uh, something that I've been kind of holding on to. I thought, okay, at some point we'll do some jazz, right? Yeah, we got to do some you know, jazz. We're about a year, almost a year in. Almost, right? man. Almost our first anniversary. Almost so we'll, our fir- we'll get to wait, that in a couple of weeks. And you mentioned a few weeks ago that we were, mm-hmm. um, it was a couple of months ago at this point, after a, a session and uh, we were recording and you said something about jazz you're like, I don't know this jazz, that jazz, whatever. So I thought of giving this to you, just seeing if, in case you have not heard it, because this was probably the first jazz that I ever listened to. I remember taking bass lessons as a young, budding bass player in middle school. Yeah. And I started off as in the classical world, you know, playing an orchestra, just like you. Yep. And then I took some lessons and I had a teacher that was into jazz and I said, yeah, that's cool. Okay. And it would write out jazz and uh, some of these uh, tracks. So, so what in all blues, classic bass lines. Yes, that they are. I remember, I still remember him writing it out and listening. And so I've listened to this for a good 25 to 30 years, maybe 25, at least 25 years. And so it's kind of just stuck around and then, you know, come to find out it's a very popular jazz album. It might be one of the best jazz albums. It's influenced a lot of other jazz. Mm-hmm. Um, almost all of these, uh, if not a lot of these tracks, are kind of standards now. So it's pretty cool to, in, in the jazz world, you have books and you know, just you learn the music and uh, you go play a gig and somebody couldn't call out, okay, so what? And then you just uh, yeah. say the key and you just play you just it, right? Go. So as a, I didn't really get that much into jazz after that. I did some lessons here and there. So I'm not a jazzer. I'm much more pop rock in classical side. Yeah, that's fine. Um, so I can't do standards. I have to read out of the book. But anyways, um, it's pretty cool that these have turned into standards, like yeah. the right music that then turns into standards. So going back to the production of, yes, it was very quickly recorded because they were great musicians, mm-hmm. right? So we had uh, John Coltrane, the John Coltrane on The sax. John Coltrane. So he kind of turned into, you know, had his own career soon after. Uh, Cannonball Adderley on sax as well. Bill Evans on piano that had his own career as well. Paul Chambers, very uh, famous bass player on bass, and then Jimmy Cobb on drums, and of course, Miles Davis on trumpet. True, and I, I do want to throw it out there that Herbie Hancock was also a, in, uh, I don't think he played on, the, he, he did not play on this record. Correct. But he did play with Miles Davis. Yeah. and uh, from, Lots of different players, yeah. right. And I, you know, I remember him from like the 80s and like stuff like that. So it's kind of cool to see you know, who influences who and what that leads to. Sure. Yeah. So, um, yeah, this just, this kind of brought me into jazz. Again, it has a lot of bass. So if I want to, you know, push the bass, the the ba- the realm of the bass and, you know, to get somebody interested yeah, into, into bass, I would say listen to this album in addition to some others. Um, so I say that too, because if anybody's out there, listen on speakers that you can hear the bass. Yes. Because <laughs> if you listen, I was listening yes. on earbuds for a second, I go, this just doesn't sound the same. Or you right. listen out of the phone. So make sure you listen on that. Uh, it sounds great too. So you can hear space. I actually mm-hmm. use some of this as like a, a reference material. That's why I've always liked it. 
and uh, you can kind of envision where everybody is. Funny enough, the Atmos mix that I heard on Amazon Music just doesn't cut it. Doesn't sound very oh, good interesting. to me. Nice. Um, I prefer just the old stereo mix. Yeah. Sounds much better to me. Uh, but definitely listen in maybe high quality. Something like this, if you listen on like an Amazon or an Apple Music in higher quality. Yes. You can really close your eyes and envision where everybody is. Yes. In the room. Um, on a Spotify, you know, I like Spotify, things like that, just because it, it just works better. Um, you can hear everybody and you can see where everybody's sitting, but it's a little blurrier, let's say, gotcha. more blurry. Um, so anyway, so it sounds great. Um, and also in terms of jazz, this is kind of the, let's say the, not the first use of modal jazz and modes, mm-hmm. not to get to music theory. Uh-oh, breaking out um, that theory again. But uh, let's just say instead of just chord progressions, yeah, they kind of centered on scales yes let's just say yeah. we'll leave it at that so for those into jazz you'll you'll laugh at me for just leaving it at that but for those not into jazz <laughs> there you go there you go so anyway so this is modal jazz but it sounds like jazz which is pretty cool yeah. so anyways i know that was a lot uh to uh kind of start off with but ryan stroud have you ever heard of this album and did you like it not like it anywhere in between so backing up, uh, no, I had never heard of this album. I knew who Miles Davis was. That's that's a given. Um, I mean, I think anybody who has studied music and actually tried to go a little bit deeper into music will eventually come across Miles Davis. He's that influential. Um, I actually, my first foray into jazz is actually because of 311. Um, <laughs> Very interesting. I know, right? A couple of the members of 311 um, were actually in jazz bands uh, in high school and stuff like that. And in fact, uh, one of the lead singer of 311, Nick Hexum, he has the Nick Hexum qu- uh, quartet that does jazz music and stuff. Now, through through hearing that, oh, like one of my favorite artists loves jazz, so uh, let me look into it. I didn't get into jazz at all as a teenager. Um, it wasn't actually until I was more in the military before I really started listening to jazz a little bit. And it was mostly at like cigar shops. Uh, there was this one cigar shop that was outside of Fayetteville, North Carolina, where I was stationed for a short period of time. And I go in there and, you know, you know, purchase a cigar and sit there and listen to jazz music and, and, and just enjoy the, the dark ambiance and the, the sounds. I could not tell you who was playing. I couldn't give you any information about what was playing, but I just knew that I enjoyed it. It was like, yeah, it's okay. It did not make me want to go out and grab any of those records though. That being said, uh, when I started pursuing my certification for, uh, teaching music, I did have to listen to a lot of different styles of music and jazz was one that stuck out. Like at first it was really cool. Cause I was like, yeah, all the, I get to listen to all this stuff. And then after a while I was like, Oh my gosh, did any of this have Yaz flute? Yaz flute. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. This was, get a little anchorman. Yeah, in there. A little anchorman. Sorry. I had to throw that in there. <laughs> um, so I, you know, some of it was really good. Some of the jazz was good. Um, and then there's this, you know, when we started this podcast, we obviously give albums that we think are good albums. I'm not going to give you an album that I think is absolute garbage. Now, I might, coming up in a few episodes or a few months from now, I might give you one that is out of my comfort zone, like I've done before, of giving you something out of my comfort zone and trying to find something positive out of it. But think about how many episodes we've had. What what episode are we on? Like um, 40, I believe we're on 47. Yes, 47. 47. Time flies. So, yeah, time does fly. It's been a fun year so far. But uh, we we give, out of these 47 episodes, we've predominantly given each other albums that we appreciate. 
in hopes, sometimes in hopes that the other person will enjoy it. Sometimes just to get their perspective on things. Like I've given you stuff that I know, I, I know you are not going to like. Papa Roach. Papa Roach. Yeah, exactly. And I think you've given me stuff that you knew there was a heavy chance I was not going to necessarily appreciate, but I might hopefully find something out of it. Like Michael Jackson's Thriller that we yeah. always go back to. And maybe this album. And maybe this album. Out of all the albums you've given me, I've listened to this album more than probably all the other ones combined. Oh, wow. This is a perfect record. It's it's pretty darn close. I it agree. It is perfect. I, there, I, you know, I'm not saying it to be like, oh, look how, look how cultured I am. And I, I listen to jazz now. No, I'm going to be honest with you. I started listening to some other jazz stuff. I don't like it. Yeah. This stuff. I don't know what it is. Because I don't understand jazz music. I'll be the first one to tell you I have no clue what jazz music really, truly is. This is a perfect record. Yeah. I've spun this album. We're talking Kind of Blue, Five Tracks, So What, Freddie Freeloader, Blue and Green, All Blues, Flamenco Sketches. I have spun this probably around 20, 25, you know, times some of it was when uh i was doing a big project in my basement cleaning out stuff that took days some of it was when i was reorganizing my library which took days you know in the truck i've played this record so many times it is ingrained in me now i love this record I will be buying this album. I'm going to try to get it on vinyl. I'm going to get it on CD. I'm going to get it every way I can to make sure that this album stays with me. And it blows my mind that you gave me a record that I consider now to be perfect. Wow. I know. Cause you, you know, we're, we're very similar in terms of liking albums and, yeah. you know, things like that. And, uh, um, you, you hold your albums, in high regard, very in high regard, and very close to you. And I do as well, but uh, you know, I'm changing here and there, yeah. and I, you know, and I've got a list. My list is always changing, so I, I, I yeah. don't hold it as close. But this one is pretty close too, in terms of jazz, because I'm right there with you. I still don't understand a lot of jazz. Yep. And I think uh, for some out there, some of my students, some of our friends, things like that, kind of say, "Oh, you guys should try something different." So mm-hmm. that's what you know, jazz, and yep. based on our conversation. And uh, this, out of all of the albums, I was hoping, I said, okay, this is it, because this yeah. is what got me in. And I agree that there's something about it. It's still melodic. Mm-hmm. It's similar to a lot of pop music. Yes, it is. And it, 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 it just works together. It and does. the group together in that studio on that day or a couple of days was it's gold. Gorgeous. It is. I cannot praise this album enough and I will be, I have already downloaded a few other Miles Davis albums, um, that I'm kind of going through and some of it I'm like, yeah, this is great. And some of it I've already been like, uh, no, I don't, I don't think so. Uh, but I, this album is perfect. It's I'm, I'm getting emotional and I know it sounds weird because I, again, when I say something is perfect, I mean it. It hits in so many different areas. You know, you, you heard how emotional I got when I said Big Country was perfect. That Big Country album was. This is a perfect record. I can't believe it. I love this album. And my favorite has switched so many times. Right now, my favorite is Freddie Freeloader. And I mean, but like All Blues is great. Blue and Green is great. 
flamenco sketches. It's all good. The only thing I say I would say I have a gripe with is how soft So What starts as. It starts off very soft and it has to build. And I would rather it kind of came in kind of more like Freddie did. Does that gotcha. make sense? Yeah, maybe for a first track. Yeah. It's, yeah, interesting. But, but other um, than that, perfect. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to say right now, I'm going to just go with what my current favorite is, Freddy Freeloader. Good, yeah. good song. Yeah. I mean, great. It's got the nice lead line with the the sax, uh, both sax and the, the trumpet, and then it's got the Bill Evans piano, kind of mm-hmm. like a call and response, almost yep. a little answer. It's cool, just right off the bat. Right off the bat. And I, to me, when I think of what is jazz, I think of that right there. Ba-na, and just with the, 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 call, the call and response, exactly. Yep. And, oh, God, it's so good. Yeah, so as non-jazz people, let's just say, like, yeah, it's obvious. That's that us. It's hard to say, when you listen to a jazz radio station nowadays, mm-hmm. it's kind of that smooth jazz. Nothing yeah. against smooth jazz. Nothing against it. But It's not for me. Yeah, we just can't get into that. Um, there's very, very, let's say, old jazz that sometimes just the recording quality just yeah. doesn't sound as good, so it's kind of difficult. There's a little later jazz, so like Miles Davis, actually, some of the interviews towards the end of his life was kind of like, yeah, why don't you ask him about kind of blue? And it's like, yeah, it's okay. So, cause yeah. he got uh, with jazz, you, it's almost like the classical world. You keep pushing and pushing yep. and pushing, and then you get to atonal music and you get to, you know, crazy <laughs> stuff that for some it's, there you it, go with that theory again, for some it's, it's, it's quite okay. But for others, for the usual listening public, you go, what, what is this? There's notes. How do the, why do these notes go together? Let's say, right. So, this does strike a chord, and Freddie Freeloader's right there. Thank you. I appreciate that. There is no bad song in this, though. It's it, not a one. It is tough to pick a bad song. I have a I have a different gripe, but um, that's fine. That's fine. I'm gonna let you know that on this album that you gave me, you're wrong. Wow, it is perfect. <laughs> so let um, this be a first. I just well, I'm just I, you know again think about this. We're 40, 47 episodes. You said forty seven yeah. episodes, yeah. and we've only had two albums that we've said are perfect. That's Big Country's The Crossing, which in my opinion is perfect. You didn't think so, and that's fine. And we had Foo Fighters. I uh, said Wasting Light. Wasting it was hard Light, to pick a bad one. Which yeah, which I said no, I could still pick one, and that's fine. I don't think we're ever going to both agree that an album is perfect. Like no, I, both of us, but. I, yeah, so I'll go, I'll just go ahead and say that I was having difficulty in choosing yeah. a bad song as well. The gripe that I have is I'll just go ahead and say it's just the beginning of Blue and Green. So, uh, Flamenco Sketches starts very similarly in that mm-hmm. there's a, a muted trumpet. Mm-hmm. And so, I'll just go ahead and say Blue and Green and Flamenco Sketches are the two, let's say, slower tempo songs, mm-hmm. right? So, a lot of times that's the easiest pick for 
worst song. Yes. A lot of times. It's not always the worst song. The, the slow songs could be the best songs. But uh, so when I was kind of thinking, okay, do I have to pick one? So I'll agree with you. It's pretty good. Blue and green. It starts great. But just that the muted trumpet when it comes in, it's just the beginning always gets me. And if I can get through that, the rest of it's good. But I don't know. It's just the, the note and it just kind of swells in and it hits a certain chord within me that it kind of makes me kind of. No, I don't know. I, it gives an uneasy, yes. uneasy feeling. Yes, and that honestly, the, when the first time I heard it, it, that's the feeling it gave me. It was like, ooh, I don't know about this. Yeah, and I'll, some could say that's a good thing. I'll fully say that my first playthrough of this, I was not a huge fan. It took, you know, like probably around playthrough three that I was like, I really started to appreciate for what it was, and then through further and further, it was like, oh gosh, this is better than I think, and then further and further, I was like, this is incredible. So I get what you're saying. It it does have that off-putting first approach. However, it's amazing. Yeah, and it's a standard in today's time. Yeah. Right. Um, let's say, uh, so I'll just go ahead and we're going to kind of play them, uh, out of order, but Flamenco Sketches was also the quiet one, nice. but I like it because it starts kind of with the bass and piano and it's just got a cool bass line. So Flamenco Sketches starts similar to Blue and Green, mm-hmm. but it's it doesn't start as piercing and no, it's and a little it, bit longer. I like the chill. bass though. Yeah. Um, again, as non-jazzers, those jazz people out there are laughing at us, and that's okay. You send us a comment. Tell yeah. us some other jazz we should listen to. Exactly. If 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 this is something that we can gravitate towards, then what should we be listening to next? Yeah. That's what I want to know. Yeah. Um, so the good, the really good. So I like, I agree, Freddie Freeler. Maybe, maybe the album could have even started off with that, but it probably should have actually started with that, with So What coming next. But as a bass player, you have to know So What. So maybe yeah. it's nostalgia, but So, <laughs> so What, it's the, the line I think I first learned as a bass player. Just, it, it's quintessential bass. It just goes together, right? It's that call and response so also. Good. It's bass. You have to learn that bass lick as a bass player. The rest of the band is there just mm-hmm. helping support. And then it just breaks out into the solos, which is great. Uh, you know how sometimes music just does something to you? To me, this is one of those albums. It's it's just, in, again, I'm not trying to sound like, oh, look how cool I am because I like this jazz record. I'm an idiot when it comes to jazz. Like, this is just so cool. It's so good. Like, I just, I can't praise it enough without starting to sound like a fanboy, so. You used to say, uh, maybe still do, it gives you the feels. It gives you the feels. It gives you the feels. gives you the feels. So, yeah, if you want to learn a little bit of music theory as well, go check out this album in terms of modes. and Uh, Definitely. As as we leave it there, and then uh, it kind of really got into that after that. Um, But, you know, just for example, So What, that's how I learned you know, the Dorian scale and all of this. So oh, you, you get into cool. all your modes. And, uh, 
It sounds really good. Uh, All Blues also works really well. It's very Mm -hmm. bass-driven. And it's really cool that I remember learning a very simplified version of all blues as a you know middle school bass player that uh, you, it's you can play chords on bass too. That's awesome. It's really cool. So it kind of is really that cool. like kind of C section of the line. It's kind of G and then C and then it does a cool little D flat. You know, it, enough. Yeah. So it, uh, it's really cool. So for all those non-jazz people out there, let us know. Yeah. Have you heard this album? If not, it's one of the best-selling and best-known jazz albums out yep. there. So if you want to get into jazz, trust Ryan, listen to it. Great place to start, man. I mean, like, it's opening my world, that's for sure. So we'll see where it takes me. I doubt it takes me very far into jazz music. I'm not even going to lie. I, but if it le- if I at least have one jazz record, I'm glad it's this one. It makes me kind of happy. Kind of happy. Instead uh, of kind of blue, it makes yeah, me kind of happy. happy. <laughs> I would say it also helps to play jazz. Yeah. So, yeah, jazz isn't always something that I listen to, but at least when I try to play it, because, I'm again, I try, yeah. it's it's much more fun to try to follow the changes, follow the chords, yeah. learn your modes, solo, stuff like that. Listening, being passive, yeah. is very difficult. Well, and I think maybe because I understand music theory a lot more now than I did a couple years ago, if that also plays into this as well, because I could recognize certain things that I probably wouldn't have picked up on in the past. So that probably did have something to do with it as well. And uh, jazz is great too. I use this as a metaphor for my students too, in terms of um, it was once explained to me as a jazz artist or a jazz musician, you learn all of these solos, right? Mm -hmm. And then it's kind of your bag of solos or your bag of tricks. And then you know the right time to do some callbacks to certain solos yep. and that's that's kind of life right so, so i use that for my students it's your kinda, jazz fake book yeah my yeah exactly and so i tell the students you know you were learning this today you're learning that and that and that and you never know when you're going to use it but when you get to that point you'll know how to make it your own that's so right that, that's jazz in a way jazz flute jazz flute yes and as anchorman once uh, so, so let us know out there we'll, we'll have this on our spotify playlist uh, let us know, should we check out any other Miles Davis, maybe yeah. some other Coltrane or Bill Evans or, you know, any, any of these other albums out there? Let us know. That's right. That's or does right. this one stand the test of time and still beat all of those? Seriously. You remember that movie, That Thing You Do? Yes. You remember how uh, the drummer- I quit. Yeah. I quit. <laughs> I quit. I quit. I quit. Uh, good song, by I the quit, way. I quit, Mr. White. <laughs> Uh, you remember uh, Guy Guy Patterson, the drummer? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That thing you do is one of my favorite movies of all time. He was really into uh, to jazz and stuff like that. And, That's and, true. Yeah, and I looked up the jazz artist that he kept talking about. Not a real person. <laughs> I was so upset. I was like, uh, I could get into that. Not yeah. a real person. Very Hollywood, right? Yeah, very Hollywood. That. Unfortunate. So up. Uh, anywho, thank you for joining us on this episode of the Album Argument Podcast. Thank you for giving jazz a try like we are. This is, you know, we're, again, branching out there and trying new stuff. Definitely share this episode with uh, friends, family, and grandma. Uh, grandma might like this one. Grandma probably does love 
Jazz. Let's just be cool. She's a cool cat. So she'll love Jazz. Uh, check us out at thealbumargument.com. Again, that's where you can find Jay's uh, Spotify playlist. And also, go out there and buy everything that Miles Davis has ever recorded. All 61, 62, however many albums or compilations there are. There's no telling. I know it's over 60, though. I yeah. saw that. And there will be a quiz in a few episodes yep. So to make sure that you know your Miles Davis standards. There you go. So you'll have to know all those chord progressions. All of them. Including you, Ryan. What? No. <laughs> no, I'm done with all that. No. Oh, God. Don't scare me, Jay. Uh, thank you again for joining us. Until next time, I'm Ryan. I'm Jeremy. Deuces. We are out. <laughs>